from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Monday, October 5th, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Ohio's elections chief has determined Ohioans still must go to the County Board of Elections to deposit their ballots in a drop box. The Cincinnati Inquirer reports that on Friday, a panel of judges from the 10th District Court of Appeals ruled that Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose could allow multiple drop boxes per county. For months, LaRose's main contention was that he didn't have the legal authority to do so, but he said he was in favor of the idea. Today, LaRose issued a directive clarifying that County Board of Election officials could vote to have more than one drop box, but they must be located on the Board of Elections property. Voting in the Buckeye State gets underway tomorrow. ONN's Eric Brown has more. Today is the deadline for Ohioans to register to vote in the November 3rd presidential election. Once registered, voters have the option to vote early in person, request a mail-in absentee ballot, or to wait and vote at the precinct on Election Day. The deadline to request an absentee ballot is noon on October 31st, but election and postal officials are urging people not to wait that long if they want their ballot to arrive on time. Last week, Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose said county election boards had received more than 2 million absentee applications. Eric Brown, ONN News. Governor Mike DeWine was on CNN yesterday and was asked about whether President Trump's team has reached out to him since appearing at the debate in Cleveland on Tuesday. Molly Brewer reports. Governor Mike DeWine says the White House hasn't contacted him about any possible COVID-19 exposure in the state. Well, they've not reached out to me. Now, I know that I talked to the CEO of the Cleveland Clinic the other day who gave me an update, gave me gave me a report. So I don't know whether they've reached out to the Cleveland Clinic or, or, or not. They've not talked to me about it, no. Well, DeWine didn't attend the event himself, but did say he wishes the president would wear a mask more often. I'm Molly Brewer. A Cleveland doctor is concerned that President Trump is reportedly being released from Walter Reed Medical Center today. Maureen Kyle reports. Dr. Amy Edwards is an infectious disease doctor at University Hospitals. You know, it's early. One of the things that we know about COVID is patients can be doing okay until day five or seven, and then they can suddenly get much worse. That's that second phase when the inflammatory phase um, pops up. So, I mean, he looks fine from what I've seen, and, and and I hope that continues, but there's still, I would say, a good three to four days before we'll know that we're out of the woods. I am Maureen Kyle. With the election just one month away, the Women for Trump bus is making multiple stops in Northeast Ohio. ONN's Dave James reports. Morning stops were to include Boardman and Akron with afternoon visits to Canton and Worcester. Organizers say the bus is joining supporters of President Trump for meetups across the region in an effort to spread what they say is his winning message ahead of the start of early and absentee voting, which begins in Ohio tomorrow. An NBC News Wall Street Journal poll released yesterday shows Joe Biden leading President Donald Trump by 14 points across the country. Dave James, I went in news. Hundreds of President Trump's supporters took to I-270 on the northwest side of Columbus Saturday morning to show they backed the candidate, but Stephanie Stanovich says tempers flared during the event. Police say 58-year-old Todd Crawford of Homer turned himself in Saturday evening. Officials say he was driving a black F-150 and fired one shot into the cab of a semi-truck after an altercation between the two. Court documents show Crawford told police the driver of the semi started taunting the parties in the parade and hit his car. Crawford told police he tried to get the semi-driver to stop and feared for his safety. Reporting in Columbus, Stephanie Sanovich, 
According to court records, the semi-driver admitted to taunting people at the parade, but denied trying to hit Crawford's car. With time still left to respond and be counted, more Ohioans have self-responded to this year's census than they did in 2010. According to the Columbus Dispatch, Ohio has a 70.5% self-response rate to date from known households. That's compared with 69% self-response rate in the 2010 census. This year's overall response rate for the state is 99.8%, putting the state ahead of the current national response rate. The federal government uses the census to determine how to allocate $675 billion per year in funding. Census data also determines the number of people each state sends to the U.S. House of Representatives and sets voting district boundaries. Police in Columbus are advising people to be aware of their surroundings when hiking on area trails. Angela Ann explains. Columbus police say a man attacked a woman walking along the Olentangy Trail just north of Dublin Road Saturday in the middle of the day. Now this was after 11 a.m. when that man surprised the woman from behind with a gun, took her cell phone and then pulled her toward the woods. Police say a jogger passing by saw that woman signal for help and flagged down two other people. The attacker then ran off. I'm Angela Ann. A teacher's union in the Columbus suburb of Gahanna is a week away from a possible strike over COVID-19 safety concerns. More from Tracy Townsend. Last week, the Gahanna Jefferson Education Association filed a notice of intent to strike and picket with the State Employment Relations Board. The union says a strike could start on October 13th at midnight if the GJEA does not reach an agreement with district leaders about their new contract. A hybrid learning model is set to start on October 13th. I'm Tracy Townsend. And shares in the company that owns Regal Movie Theaters fell as much as 58% after it said it will temporarily close the venues because of the postponement of the latest James Bond film, which left it with few blockbusters to attract customers during the pandemic. Karina Nova explains. The company said today that 536 Regal Cinemas in the U.S. would close on Thursday, affecting about 45,000 employees. With major markets such as New York closed and no guidance on when they will reopen, the company says movie studios have been reluctant to release new films. Karina Nova, ONN News. Special thanks to our affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.